On this episode of The Clappers, we're talking Lego Masters. Lego Masters. We're talking top-end wedding. And we're talking long shot. Welcome to The Clappers. This is Andrew Young. And I'm Carl Quinn. So, Carl. Yes, Andrew? We have an election coming up. Oh, dear. I have not been... I've deliberately not been listening to interviews or debates, and apparently some real hot ones have come along. Mm. Um on various various programs. One, indeed, which I think reprised the old Mark Latham, John Howard uh, discomfort. The, the close-talking moment. The, the close-talking moment. Was, mm. was perhaps was, Standover was Man. Was 3AW where that happened? I'm not sure where it was. It was a studio. Are you talking about studio? where the... Yeah, the John Howard, yeah, yeah, Mark I, Latham It was one. in a radio studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, John Howard was coming out, Mark Latham was coming in, and they shook hands, but in a very... Like if someone shook hands with you the way Mark Latham shook hands with John Howard, you would not like it. it You'd get a restraining order, basically. Very uh, physically aggressive, and in fact, a man once shook hands with me in that very in that very fashion. I was at a party, and he came up to me, and he grabs my hand and starts crushing it and swearing at me under his breath, and I think. Has he got me confused with someone? I don't know who, massive guy too, like a Viking. No idea who this guy is. I've never met him before in my life. And then the corner of my eye flew across this room. A friend of mine, a woman, throws herself on top of him. It's on his shoulders, punching him, swearing at him, telling him to, to, to get, get off, get off me, stop, stop crushing my hand. And... Uh, it was it was a complete misunderstanding. Right. The next, he thought you were somebody else. He thought, no, he he, he knew who I was, but he had thought I had done certain things. Right. That he misunderstood. Okay. You see, um, and and he he from then on would make me very uncomfortable every time. I mean, he was only here for a couple of weeks. He's from the United Kingdom. He would be. Overly friendly, overly friendly, demonstrating what a gentle man he is yeah, and yeah. how he's not yeah. violent. That was totally aggressive. out of character. It's not me. He even <laughs> took off his shirt walking down the street. I was having a coffee at Maya. Remember, you can have a coffee at Maya there. Walking down the street, he takes off his shirt to show me the bold falcon he's just had tattooed across his shoulder blades and the smaller. Which, of, his of course, made you feel much more at ease. A gesture of yeah. friendship and yeah. gentleness. Yeah. Right next to the swastika, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. There was no swastika. So anyway, uh, I, I, I saw some very odd snippets of footage of Scott Morrison seeming to do the same thing to Bill Shorten. Do you know mm. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? yeah. Do, would you, have you seen I haven't seen it. I've only read about it, so I, I don't how, know. How strange. That was a, t- I feel, okay, I'm a bit perhaps unrealistic, but I felt that was a real turning point, that John Howard, Mark Latham thing. I felt Well, it was. That was 2004, and at that point in time, people, uh, and in retrospect, you've just got to scratch your head and say, what were we thinking? And and I know. We dodged a bullet. Yes. And yes. The, not just we, Australia. It, oh, no, that's and, what I mean. And, and Australia dodged a bullet. The, the parts of the Pacific. The and I say that with a certain amount of trepidation because it means, you know, John Howard was a better outcome, but quite possibly... It was. It's hard to know. It's hard it's to hard know. Hard to know. A lot the, of people. That the, the, is Mar- the standard view now is it the not Mark the, Latham, who we now see, yes, as a senator in New South Wales for One Nation, is not entirely unrelated to the Mark Latham we got a glimpse of who at that moment. Punched a taxi driver. Well, <laughs> and a lot of other. There's things. a lot of a lot, Mark, of, other there things. a lot of Mark Lathams over the over time. It was a very strange, strange yeah. time. But so yes, yeah. having been roundly and rightly castigated in, from every. Quarter for his 
monstering of John Howard, I felt that was a turning point for Mark Latham. And so I wonder what Scott Morrison was thinking, doing what we actually saw Donald Trump doing to to Hillary Clinton once on a stage where she would stand to talk and he would move right up and mm. into her space mm. and, and play this awful game that he must have thought was very funny but was was intimidating. And uh, I can't understand why Scott... Scott Morrison, like all politicians, has a lot of people who advise him on hair, tie colour, words to say, words not to say, and I would presume body language. Also close talking. Yeah, close yeah. to – there's some yeah. body language uh, yeah. that, that – you You'd think so. Very strange. So I, I, I'd be surprised if this was the decisive moment of, I, of this campaign. No, I don't think it I is. I don't think it will be. I, I think a lot is. of people have already made up their mind and probably had made up their mind long a lot of before people, this campaign two million, began. Two million people have already made up their mind, yeah, Carl. Yeah. That's unprecedented and strange. Very strange. It's like we we don't want just, to hear what you have to say. Shut up. We want we it should, to be over. We want it to be done yeah. and you'll see what happens. You'll yeah. find out on Christmas when you open your presents what yeah. you get. So as – uh, that two million figure. We are what are we? A week and a half out from the election. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's did, I, did I say? No, I you didn't. Two, mean two million people have, have done a pre-poll. Vote. I've done yeah. a pre-poll vote. Is, yeah. is what and I'm I think it's tipped to reach four million. To. I think that's a suggestion. That which is, is um, quite astonishing. I'm, I'm going to throw a number in the air. I'm going to say that Australia has a population of twenty-five million. Thereabouts. So that is. I don't know what the voting population is. Probably you mean in the region of eighteen million. Don't vote. A lot of them are under 18, Andrew, yes. I was making a um, joke. Do you uh, like my joke? wasn't very funny. I'm joke. waiting. I'm waiting I'm for, for it. Yeah. It'll Hang come. On. It'll we'll, hit you. Like I think we'll add the laugh track. It'll yeah. hit you like one of Latham's ladders. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's always interesting when we get to talk about the election because it's always interesting to me. I know not to everybody, but somebody who, who gorges himself on political um, – commentary and writing and I deliberately not wanted to hear a word that's come out of Shorten or Morrison's mouth not not because I'm necessarily saying that they are insincere or that they are peddling but it's just I've been more interested in in listening to to other views than other people than the the two main candidates for the Prime Ministership. Interesting. So Lego, yeah. right? Have you watched this Lego Master? I've watched show? a little bit of it. I I think I'm becoming hooked. I had a whole list of things that would make the show better, right? In my mind, okay. It's just like all the shows, and that's one of the things that 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 made it a little tedious for me to to begin with. The fact that they have everybody in the same room competing in in a task. Can I just say yeah. the little bit I watched of it, mm. I thought, oh, it's basically Master Chef, yeah, yeah, yeah. but with yeah. Lego instead yeah, of food. Exactly, exactly, yeah. and they do that. And, and, and when I say it's MasterChef, mm-hmm. what I mean is as opposed to, say, MKR, yeah. right, it's actually – it's nice TV. It's nice. Right? Oh, yes. It's oh, about, no it's about encouragement. It's, yes. about, it's about attempt and, uh, you know, achievement or, mm-hmm. or honourable failure if you and, don't and, quite get there. It's, and, and it's very encouraging. Everybody seems to yeah. f- be, uh, not be negging each other or trying yeah, to yeah. sabotage each yeah. other's stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I don't watch MasterChef, but I had watched it like in the years gone by yeah. when, when, you know, anyway. Here's the thing. It hasn't changed. Okay. Good, good, good. So there is something that I find excruciating, and that is when you've got two people talking about something that you are 
cutting back and forth from. So you're seeing it, and they're talking in retrospect about, well, we just didn't know what was going to happen. We, we ran. Oh, out my of heart red, was beating. We I ran didn't out of know. red bricks, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and there was only 20 minutes left on the clock. And then you see them standing, going, "Oh shit, we've run out of red bricks. There's only 20 minutes left on the clock." It's like an American horror movie, and I I find that excruciating. So I thought, well. What would make it interesting for me and maybe for other people would be if instead of all being in the same room, they were in, let's just use the word cell, they were in one room, just the two competitors with a screen that every now and again they'd be allowed to see some of the progress that the other teams were making, but sometimes it would be false progress. So you're playing with their minds. Sometimes you're making them think that they're doing really well. You're slowing down the clock. You're speeding up the clock. It's a psychological so, game. Uh, yeah? Okay, so what you're saying is you want to mm. take this wholesome family show, mm-hmm. Lego Masters, and uh, turn it into the Stanford Prison Experiment, well, basically. Yeah, I, I, I thought you might go for the Stanford. <laughs> There's going to be no shocks. No one's going to get any electric shocks uh, in this. Okay. Unless they're using mind storms, <laughs> in which case there may well be. And from time to time, you have your, your Hamish and your Brickman, but one has to be the bad cop, right, okay? Right. And they take turns in coming in and either encouraging or, or castigating the, you know, the team next door. They're pretty much finished now, and they yeah. cut, and then on the screen you see the team next door kicking back with a beer, which may not necessarily be really happening. Uh, Hurry up and put a pitch together for my Meccano set my rules. <laughs> I reckon you could be onto a winner here. One of the things that I thought was a bit annoying is that you didn't see very much Lego being done because they want to make it exciting. Oh, what's it going to be? How's it going to look? So you hold off for the reveal. Exactly. And I would have thought that it might be, you know, again, along the family line and actually instructive of showing how – the problem with that is these people aren't – Really, that good at making Lego? That they're they're not like the the they're not they're no spheres, man. There are no. I've seen some pretty lumpy looking football-y type spheres, but they're not that good at it. Now, I watched one where they all had to build a bridge that I found so exciting because <laughs> they actually had to make a bridge. They had to make a structure and get over that, it and and get over it. That thing, and they would put weights and put weights and put weights. And I'll tell you now that it came down to two teams who were able to take the exact same weight, 88 kilos. Wow. Yeah, 88 kilos. Eighty. That, I'll tell you, that's about Carl's weight. That's more than my weight, okay, <laughs> by about 20%, all right? 88 kilos. And, of course, they put it on to 100 and then they break. That's fine. But the Lego man, brick man, gets to choose who might make a call of who's who's the better. Now, I felt the better bridge, right, was the one that he didn't – he awarded it to a chocolate box Austrian-style chalet-looking bridge, not this very clean – Modern style Scandinavian looking bridge. So he 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 went the the shallow chalet he style shallow rather chalet. than the the brave brutal. He went the shilly shally shallow chalet <laughs> style. But Can I just I say had, you got a Lego, mate. You got a Lego. You got a Lego. I'm enjoying it. Like I I thought I would just be full of criticism of this show and how it could still be better if it did all the things that I said. And I, and I do wish that you electric could shocks, prison cells, yeah. mind games, basically yeah. the the Guantan- the Abu Ghraib version of Blue Lego eyes, Masters. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Bit I, of waterboarding in I, there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I still think children could watch this, and it's a closed room, and people are getting nervous, and they put the cold air up, and then they put the hot air up. And, <laughs> you know, that could still be for kids. Like look, Lost in Space had stuff like that. That was a kids show. Mm. Lost in Space. Mm. You know the show I mean? I, of course. No, I'm I'm enjoying it, and I think if if we can just get if there are some, there's only two more episodes or something, 
if they if, if they actually show people doing good things with Lego rather than kind of fumbling and stumbling, mm. there's some people on there who just shouldn't be, frankly, who shouldn't be on there and – they're not. They're really Lego apprentices, not they're, masters. They're not. No, they're not even. I don't know how. I suspect they got on the way. All these shows get people on is that they're a mixture of face types and age types and and sex balance and you know just mm. my favourite ones are the two nineteen year old boys. They're they're they're, my, they're the team I'm going for in case people are interested and in wondering how I feel about who who my best team is. It's not the team you'd think I'd like. I know the team that you think I would like, but I don't like them. I like the two 19-year-old boys. They're the ones I like. So I think, we should, I think we need to stop. Oh, oh, yeah, I get it. Okay. Didn't even know the hole I was digging for myself mm. then. <laughs> Jordy, this is why we do triangles and not squares. When you have a square and you put a lot of force on it, it does that. Yeah. And if you have a triangle, it doesn't buckle. Mate, you could practically teach a masterclass. Right now, I'm happy to play a supporting actress to the lead role over here. So if he says he needs something, I'm going to go get it. What did you remember from that course? I remember um, triangles. <laughs> All you've come out with is like a shape that you learn in kinder. I'm seriously starting to doubt our head engineer right now. You could always go with Snell's Law. Snell's Law. Yeah. I'll ask you again and just go, oh, what about Snell's Law? Remember any other equations you remember? Um, Snell's Law? There's no such law. You're making it up. See you, mate. <laughs> Get wrecked, Miller. Get wrecked. I thought you said you knew what you were doing. <sighs> rom-coms. Are you a fan of no. rom-coms? No, 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 no not no, even. No, not even? No. Not a little no. bit? Okay, can you tell me, tell me a couple? Tell me oh, a couple dear. from from okay. Here's a challenge from for, ancient history for or the, for tell me recent. tell me a couple from the 1950s. From the 1950s, uh, well, I can tell you. I'll tell you. His girl Friday Friday is from I think 1941, 1936. I reckon. Uh, do you? Yeah, I do. Howard Hawks. Yeah, I, I think it's 41. Film. I think it's 41. I love that film. Yeah, great film. Uh, you know yeah. what? I don't think that the comedies of Preston Sturgis of of Howard Hawks. Uh, Frank Capra did it. Did I think it happened one night? Didn't yeah. He? So, so bringing up th- baby, you know. Yeah, love. Did, I love them. These are great films. This, they're, they're called. I don't know if you know this, but how much you know about film? If you've had in much experience, I saw a couple. Screwball comedies. Mm. They're called, generally speaking, and I don't see them as romantic comedies at all. There's romance in them, mm. but I feel that the word rom com defiles the memory of those great films uh, of the 1930s. I but think I love. I think I love being, them. No, I think you're being rigid. You, you I want, am rigid. You, you, yes, yes I you am. are. I, I don't know if that's a criticism in, in where you <laughs> live in your office, but from this side of the table. <laughs> That's a high compliment. Andrew Young has occasionally been mistaken for a plank. He is so rigid. Yes, exactly. Indeed. And that's a good thing. Indeed. Okay. Well, I would I would say that the the rom com is a, it's a mm. loose term. It's like it, it has no more parameters mm-hmm. or is set. Or its parameters are no more set mm-hmm. than if you say action movie, right? It's okay. like it's continually evolving. So you like these films? I like why, some why of them. I like some why, of them. You don't have to. Wait. It's just us in here, man. You can is it? Say, it's okay. You can it's just tell between us. The truth. Okay. You do not have. Right. I'm sure okay. your employment does not depend on you liking these ghastly films. Okay. All right. Yeah. So just between yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you and me. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I do like them. Yeah. Not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them at all. You like that? 
That's a rom-com, isn't it? I mean, it's not a rom-com. Are you serious? <laughs> I, I saw a bit of it. You on laughed. Plane. I was laughing you laughed as a plane as the shit went down. <laughs> I was on a plane. What a more appropriate film could they show on a plane traveling across the sea at thirty thousand feet? You're going. Phew! I made the right choice of travel. <laughs> Lucky I didn't get the ship. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, two two films that new ones are out. Yeah, two mm-hmm. that are out Good. right now. Top End Wedding, which is oh, I an, heard about this. Yeah, Australian movie, mm-hmm. and Long Shot, an American movie. I haven't heard about this. Okay, they could not be more different. Mm-hmm. Uh, thus. I think, mm-hmm. backing up my assertion mm-hmm. that when you say rom-com, it's a pretty broad category. It does not denote any kind of rigid sense of what has to happen in that space. Although certain things are likely to happen, okay, as in a couple will end up together <laughs> after overcoming a bunch of hurdles. That's going to happen. I think that's pretty likely. <laughs> and there are Although every now and again, every the, now lightness of tone, won't there? On occasion, yes, yeah. yes, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, lightness yeah. of tone. I think there'll be some jokes in there. There may that's, be a little sadness. There may be a little romance and there may be a little comedy. I there think those things are tragedy. probably likely. Yeah. Maybe to probably, leaven the meal. Probably so, yes. Do yes. Like that? Yeah, I do. That was yeah. very good, yeah. yeah. yeah you can always <laughs> take up baking if this, uh, this podcasting business doesn't work out. Yeah. Oh, man. I made some puffs the other day. Good on you. Now, <laughs> Top End Wedding. Is it's good. Well, it's written by or co-written by. The first, first is good. It's it's not great as a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. but it's ultimately pretty great, right? So, so it's not good. Oh, do you actually listen to anything I say? Yeah, I do. It's I not do. great as a romantic okay. comedy. Yep. I think that in terms of so it's failed. It's not entirely successful, although other people are seeing it and really laughing at yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't laugh you at didn't it. You didn't laugh. Yeah, I, so I, that's, that's I probably thought, pretty important. I thought it was pretty heavy-handed in the yep. comedy aspects. Yep. I thought mm-hmm. the characters were very broadly drawn. Mm-hmm. I thought some of the scenarios were kind of just a bit lumpen. They, it didn't really, didn't really make me feel, oh, I'm glad I'm here watching yep. this until about the two-third so, mark. Okay. And then the final third of the film is, I think, something really, really special. It's so, just okay. beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. What so, is it, does it resemble any romantic comedy that the listener might know? Or does enjoy? it need to resemble any other? It resembles every romantic films. comedy yeah, okay. in that uh, a guy friend. and a girl are, you know, they're looking to – be together, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then a hurdle emerges mm-hmm. that prevents them from being together to a degree, mm-hmm. and then they have to overcome that hurdle, mm-hmm. and there's some work involved, and then there's a resolution. Okay, okay? so in this case, Miranda Tapsall plays mm-hmm. a lawyer in Adelaide who's just been given a promotion. She's got a really hard ass boss played by Kerry Fox, uh, who is very stony in this, and she's got a boyfriend who is also a lawyer, and he basically proposes to her, says, mm-hmm. I want to get married. He doesn't tell her. He forgets to tell her the big, the other big bit of news, which is that he's quit his job as a lawyer because he hates being a lawyer and he wants to basically be a chef, right? So he hasn't told her that bit. She gets 10 days off work to go to the Northern Territory, to go to Darwin, where she's from, mm. to have her wedding and then okay. get back to work and get on with it. Yeah, Because, good. you know, her boss is very hard A lot of, lot of people right? do that. That's yeah. uh, so she basically arrives in the Northern Territory to sort of spring the news on her family and friends and everybody that she's getting married and finds out that her mother's gone missing, right? Her mother is uh, Aboriginal. Her father is a white man. 
And he's basically locked himself in the pantry at home, listening to uh, Chicago's If You Leave Me Now, sobbing hysterically and is a mess. Okay? That was supposed to be a funny part. That's supposed to be funny and funny. I didn't find it no. funny. I just thought it was like, it was a yeah. okay, the first time it's sort of like, eh, it's mildly amusing and then it's used over and over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, the joke's pretty thin. And if that would have been have the rights for that. Yeah, well, license, but you, so. I think you probably only pay the rights once, so you might as well use them as use it over and over. Good point, right? Good point. Anyway, so then it then becomes a journey through the Northern Territory to try to find her mother, and, okay. and they, she's always just the one step ahead of them. And they, uh, no, it's really the main plot. I is, thought the main plot was them to get oh, married. Then, then getting married is a spur, and the, ah, okay. the plot is really them trying okay, to find the mother. The yeah. All right. And then she ends up. The mother is originally from the Tiwi Islands, mm-hmm. and she's gone back to the Tiwi Islands, mm-hmm. and so that's in a, that's, in that's where, where they end up. End up, we end right? up the Tiwi and when we end up there, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Okay. It's just beautiful. Okay. So all the things that were not great about it, to me, just sort of fell away. Good, right? And at that point, it became this incredibly beautiful sort of uh, affirmation of of community and family and connection to culture. Mm-hmm. And it is very much an, an Indigenous story, mm-hmm. but I think it's also one in which non-Indigenous audiences can uh, find some sort of connection and celebration. What's going on? Where's Mum? I just woke up and she was gone. You didn't think to tell me all this? I thought maybe she'd be back by now. Oh. I've always been able to see it. Both my parents walking me down the aisle. I can't get married if my mum isn't here. So we're going to go and find her. Dad, I need you to plan the wedding. Hey? If we find mum, you're off the hook. But I don't even know where to start. Do you know where she went? What? To Catherine? To Catherine. Une minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she caught a knee dragon to Catherine. Now bugger off. Speaking of connection, mm. you could speak to the usherette mm. or usher and say, can we just start at the truth? Can you mark? let me know? <laughs> I'll just be here reading a book, an improving book by Seneca or someone. Can Spinoza maybe? Can you just let me know? Let me know when it gets because you've they've seen the film twenty times. Yep. The usher or yep. the usherette. Just let me know when it gets to the Tiwi Islands. I still pay the full price. I'm not asking for a discount. I, I mean, I, maybe. maybe. But, but if you want to offer one, I will accept the discount. And I'll come in very quietly. I won't make any fuss. No one will know it's me, and that would be great. That knows you. That definitely knows you. <laughs> That has happened before at the <laughs> cinema when I've been at one end of the cinema and people I know have been at another end of the cinema. I've been enjoying the film. Right. And they've recognised that it was me enjoying yeah. the film. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Anyway, so the, yep. I, I wouldn't say that it's without its pleasures until it gets to Tiwi. Mm. Uh, mm. Certainly, like the scenery, Northern, the Northern Territory is, is spectacular. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you'll never know unless mm-hmm. you, you know. Yeah, thanks, Daryl. To the movie, it looks beautiful, mm-hmm. and it, so it's you know, it, and even until that point where it really trips over into something very special, it yeah. still has pleasures. I think. Okay. Although, and like I say, I mean, plenty of other people are seeing it and finding it funny. So yeah. maybe I'm just a sour old git. No, no, no. I think you you have your sense of humour, and probably because I look. There is a mainstream sense of humour. There are shows that a majority of people watch, and you know because they get high ratings, you know, that, that 
comedies they have on Channel mm. 9. At, a, at one point in history, they had extremely high ratings and that suggested that millions and millions of people watched them and yep. they found it funny. So it may be, this might be one of those times. I wouldn't be at all surprised if this played really well in, say, Germany and France and Italy, and, uh-huh. you know, where, uh-huh. they, where they tend to respond much more to slapstick and yeah. to broader kind yep. of uh, characterizations. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and I don't mean to to uh, impugn entire audiences of you know national audiences, but yep. I, I, you know, you kind of see w- w- when I do see uh, comedies from from those territories, they tend to be broader. Mm. So I'm I'm assuming that indicates were the that people there is, in the cinema laughing. I sort of a critic screen oh, with okay. like half oh. a dozen other people. You know, and, and they were laughing. No, not no. really. Okay. No, no, and I think that's always. Uh, that has an impact yeah. on how you respond, but but I but I think if I'd seen it, if even if I'd seen it in a in a full house, I think I'd probably feel much the same way. About yeah, the I, oh, oh, I wasn't suggesting otherwise. On a film I did find funny mm-hmm. in the rom com space yeah. is Long Shot, okay. which uh, has Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron as mm-hmm. the possibly the most unlikely romantic couple you will ever find. Uh, and I think there's there's a poster that says. Seth Rogen and, and Charlize Theron, unlikely but not um, but not impossible. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's a very clever bit of mar- marketing, yeah, but yeah. it's um, because it sort of acknowledges the the sort of the central conceit of of the film, which is like this guy, yeah, and her. Well, you that know? was the the one of the one of the many jokes in Hail Caesar right at the very end. That bloke Jonah, what's his name? Young young guy is in a lot of those type of American. Um, gross out comedies, and he and Scott, oh Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill, Thank right? You. Sorry, yeah. He and Scott Johansson get together at right. the end of Hail Caesar, which yeah, is yeah. a similar kind of unbelievable uh, coupling. It's it's interesting mm. to to sort of wrestle with why it's so unlikely, you know. And there's been some pushback in in mm-hmm. some some mm-hmm. uh, reviews of it uh, along the lines of as if this yeah, woman yeah. would ever go for this guy. It's like, yeah. okay, hang on. Uh, is this coming from the same space as women aren't interested in looks, they're interested in intellect and humour? Or yeah, yeah. or are we suddenly saying actually women are interested in looks and therefore and it's impossible yeah. that uh, a woman who looks like Charlize Theron, who has ambitions to be the President of the United States, could possibly fall for a guy who's very smart, yeah. very committed politically, yeah. very principled and funny. These are the characters you're talking about. Yeah, these about? are the yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so I kind that. of find that I find that sort of like that that sense of as if this would ever happen sort of sits really uncomfortably with this assertion, this long held assertion, and and of course, it, you know, there are plenty of women who are open about saying, you know, they're interested in men as as you know in their physical sense and how they look and all the rest of it, but there are, there is also that very common view that that's not what women are into. So it's it you know it's kind of interesting. Anyway, as a I film, it's ask, funny. Are these these are critics, or is it bloggers? Oh, or? well, critics, bloggers. Yeah. There, there are some, but I mean, it's also had lots of favourable reviews. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's not certain. It's certainly not been uh, across the board slated. I mean, some very, you know, uh, reasonable reviewers have responded very, very favourable, favourably to this film, and and uh, and I'm. I'm mostly I'm mostly in that camp because I think it's it's smart, it's funny. It does of course it plays in wish fulfillment territory, but it's uh you know speaking of wish fulfillment territory, mm. just look at a photograph and there are plenty of Sophia Loren and Carlo Ponti, mm. husband and wife, mm. here producer. Mm. She one of the most beautiful actresses at the time yep. in the world, considered by many. 
he is not what you would describe as a traditionally handsome man. No oil painting. He is corpulent mm. and much, much, well, many years her senior. Mm. And so whenever people say, oh, as if that would happen, just look at these photos of all the beautiful He women. was powerful, though. Very powerful. Yeah. Oh, very powerful. And, and perhaps. Oh, yes. And perhaps. There's like Aristotle a, Anassis was very powerful. Yes. Perhaps yes. there's an element in this mm. as if uh, mm. sort of line of thinking, which yeah. is why would a woman who's powerful and beautiful mm-hmm. and smart and mm-hmm. principled yep. fall for a guy who was smart, principled, um, funny, mm-hmm. but not no, powerful, powerful yeah. and not handsome? Yeah. Not rich. Like you, can be, you can be not handsome as – and and not really yeah. you're not handsome and and rich and no worries. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> nothing. Anyway, nothing I, will happen to you. You can get whatever you want. Uh, oh no, no, you can't. That's right. None of that's none of that's about the actual film. The film yes. is basically uh, Charlize Theron plays. Uh, she's the Secretary of State of the United States. Right. She uh, the President played in a, a a small but very funny role by Bob Odenkirk. Who's I like him. Better call Saul uh, Saul Goodman um, and many other things over the years. He's just like a, a dimwit kind of. He he wants to give up the presidency. He's had enough. He's done one term. He's not going to stand for a second term, because he used to be a TV actor, mm-hmm. and he says, "I want to I want to transition to something more meaningful, movies." That's good. That's, <laughs> That's very pretty good. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's going, "Oh, it's a big step," you know. Not many people have gone from TV to movies successfully. <laughs> it's so it, it's. Pretty good that. Yeah. Um, so she she's sort of in line for his endorsement, right? Uh, and she's trying to raise her profile uh, with a, an environmental um, platform, and then and then resign as Secretary of State to start her campaign. Mm-hmm. So that's the sort of scenario. There's a there's a sort of um, research done by Lisa Kudrow uh, plays a sort of uh, political consultant who basically says, "Well, you you do very well on all these me- measures, but you're not doing very well on humour, and <laughs> and your wave is a real problem." She's got this wave that looks like she's got this sort of like triple jointed elbow or something, and so and it's it's yeah, it's very clever on this whole mm. all this stuff about um, perception and 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 she says, "But what about what about my my." My platform and my my achievements, and often they go, "Ah, oh, we don't we don't research that because we find people don't care." <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite it's mm. quite pointed on a bunch of this stuff. Um, and no, um, Mando Iannucci style. Not as no, it's not as sharp as that. It's not really drilling down into the political process. Yeah. It, it, it's just sort of it sets the scene, and then I think sort of that's hilarious. Veep! I think there's one last season oh, yeah. to go, which I haven't seen yet. That makes me cry. Hot tears. I laugh so much at that. I haven't watched so much of Veep. I mean, I've watched a lot more of um, uh, The Thick of It. it. Yeah, Yeah. love that too. That killed me, that show. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, so, uh, Mm. Seth Rogen plays a a journalist, a sort of gonzo investigative journalist who loses his job or sort of resigns from slash loses his job Mm. when the company, his his masthead is bought by a Rupert Murdoch type. Yeah. Played by Andy Serkis. Unrecognizable once in this again, hair and makeup. Again, the Andy Circus. It's not <laughs> motion capture. It's not motion capture this time. But, but I didn't recognize him at all. Mm. Um, and uh, and so he, lo- he, you know, he storms out of his job as a matter of principle. I'm not going to work for that, you know, that mm-hmm. tyrant. And gets hired by the Secretary of State. And the reason he gets hired is because they knew each other. They were neighbors when they were younger. She was his babysitter. And she was his baby. She's three years older than him. Okay, and and so that's they've got a connection. Yep, uh, distant. Yes, but it's enough to sort of start the ball yeah. rolling, and then from there it becomes about their relationship blossoming. 
and it's really it's really quite smutty in places. Mm-hmm. So it's got yeah, a bit of that Seth Rogen kind of humor come comes into the rom com space. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. A, again, this goes to that question of like the rom com as an evolving kind of mm. space, um, and uh, I think really good, fantastic performance from her. Yeah, she doesn't play. So much for laughs. Every now and again, there are some very, very funny scenes with her, including one oh, where don't don't tell the jokes, well, man. I'm not going to tell the jokes. You've already told two. All right, okay. I won't say don't anything. tell anything. Don't tell anything. We've established it's a, a funny very movie. good out of character we've, moment. We've established let's say. that it's yeah. a funny movie, yeah, okay, and okay. I think if people like what you say, and it sounds, it actually sounds like something that I might actually enjoy watching. Of all the films that you bring to this table, this Thank you. actually sounds like something I may <laughs> enjoy watching, which I'm really pleased about. Good. You know? Good. Do yourself a favour. I've been to the movies for so long, I can't even remember, you know. But I may, I may yet see this film. What, what I'm thinking you should do is find a, a, find a cinema where you could actually do a double bill, right? Oh, yeah. Where there's an overlap like so that you could go halfway. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant no. thoughts. No. Brilliant thoughts. <laughs> Charlotte, I would like to endorse you to be the next president of the United States. Oh, my God. You've been a great secretary. Of state. Which state again? All of them. Is the secretary of state looking at us? I kind of know her. It's like kind of knowing a mermaid. Do you tell people that? She probably doesn't remember who I am. Secretary Field would like to speak with you. With me? I can't shake this feeling that we know each other. We do. We do? Picture me, I guess, maybe like 20 years younger. But like this? Florsky? Yeah! What are you doing these days? I'm a journalist. You're a great writer. But sometimes you're a little too much. I don't think I am too much. I actually think I'm the perfect right portion. It's really nice to see you again. Crack it down! I'm okay! Do boys and men just call me a cracker? Look, I, I recommend both of them. I think I think mm-hmm. that Top End Wending gets there if you don't in a big laughs, way. If and you don't need because you're you're not you're not saying that when we get to the Tiwi Islands we are rollicking. No, I'm not saying that so at all. So there are no it's not a but funny I, film. But I am saying that when, when I left mm. I felt so uplifted. Oh really? I, I was I was uh, a little bit choky up, you oh, know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gee, that's, that's top end wedding. Yeah. Oh, it with, is. With those yeah. other six critics, uh, were they uh, all getting a little <laughs> bit choked up too? We had a group hug. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need tissues. <laughs> I know my e tissue isn't working. Have you got? <laughs> That's it for the clappers. Thank you for listening.